0: play a drinking game with this episode yeah every time nicole says and then it gets worse take a shot hey babe yeah babe remember that time we watched green room
1: oh you mean the one that's got like a bunch of nazis and it's terrifying and definitely a reflection of our entire country right now
0: nazi punks, fuck off
1: fuck off nazi punks. yeah today we're talking about 2015's (laughs) green room fucking great movie right
0: I, yeah, I loved it. I'll say that all, right off the bat, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> a lot of people agreed with you. True. It's got like a 79 on Metacritic. Oh, which is, that's yeah,
0: great. It's really good.
1: 2015's Green Room. Uh, another A24 film, which we just keep doing. Mm-hmm. I think we have a type, babe.
0: Ooh. We've discovered <laughs> our type.
1: It's uh, indie bullshit. So. It always has been. <laughs> it always Ever has been. Ever
0: since I started watching... I was a, a wee little one in eighth grade watching Zach Braff movies thinking I was cool. Yeah. I was always destined to be an indie bitch.
1: A tool. That's the word you're looking Yeah, for. I know. I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself too. So much. <laughs> so yeah, written and directed by Jeremy Salnier was shot by Sean Porter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who I have only seen this and Green Book from.
0: Green Room and Green Book. Yeah. He likes green.
1: He did some other ones that I, I've been meaning to see, but I just haven't gotten around to them, so I have a low point of reference for him.
0: Uh, yeah, I think this is the only one I've seen.
1: Don't see Green Book. It's bad.
0: Okay, good to know. Won
1: an Oscar and it didn't deserve it at all.
0: Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to cover plot today.
1: <laughs> we are going to do that.
0: We're going to do a little bit of analysis. I mean... Yeah. I'm sure you guys know the format at this point. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff.
1: So, off the top, yeah, besides that, starred some pretty great, like little indie actors who have also had some mainstream success. But the three most recognizable of people who were like definitely indie darlings Anton Yelchin.
0: Rest in peace.
1: (sighs) Poor baby. Yeah. Imogen Poots. And great name. (laughs) Fucking great. I want that name. I can't stop laughing when I hear her name. (laughs) She I'm sure poor is a, thing, poor and she's thing. a great actor in this, but oh. fuck that name. It's so silly. Imogen
0: Poots. Oh, poor thing. I can't even imagine what grade school is like.
1: Oh, just rough, 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 rough. Yeah. Uh and lastly, one of our favorites collectively, Alia Shakat. Hell yeah. She's amazing.
0: What's up, girl?
1: I love her so much. She's great. Yeah, I think this is this is definitely one of Anton Yelchin's last roles as well. Uh so he sad. died shortly after this film was released. Big How one. did he die again? It said like brute forced asphyxia or something like that. Ugh. Oh, this is cause of death, but it was, like, yeah, it was...
0: <sighs> That's rough. I miss
1: That's... him. I, I really him. He's been so many things him. that I loved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was fantastic as Chekhov in Star Trek.
0: There was that super sad movie that, like, I always talk about it when I... It, because it's the first movie I saw him in. Back, I'm back on my indie bullshit, guys. It's that um, really sad movie that leaves you on a cliffhanger at the end, where they're in the shower. It's like it's a love story.
1: Not Charlie Bartlett with no. uh, Robert, Downey, because I that was what I first saw him in.
0: No, it's um he's with a girl, and then they it, it's like a full on like love story. <gasps> oh, and it's
1: the one where yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you he, he like moves away or something. Right, like like crazy, is the movie. Yeah, like crazy. That movie, when I was in, I saw it when I was in college and it ripped me apart because you don't know if they end up together or not. Yes. It's very sad. Oof. It's way better than Marriage Story, I'll say. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, I so mean,
1: now you've got a vendetta.
0: <laughs> I do because... You're going
1: to start fighting Noah Bombach.
0: All right. I know we're supposed to talk about horror films, but here's the thing. Marriage Story... Was so boring. I don't need to hear about a straight, like, si- like, cis male, like, whining about the woman he's married to finally, like, taking back her life after he's, like, cheated on her. And the whole movie is just him whining about her leaving him.
1: But, babe, acting.
0: God. And then he sings that he sings being alive from company in a bar. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Oof. like someone just shoot me in the face right now. <laughs> I just bury me alive. Like, that's my worst fear. Just go ahead and do it. I'm <laughs> so annoyed right now. I wish I hadn't watched it. It's it's an it's an anger point that I didn't need in my life. I don't need this vendetta.
1: So I have plenty. If Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig ever break up, who gets custody of Laura Dern?
0: Me. I want Laura Dern.
1: <laughs> you to start directing now.
0: Yeah, I think I think I had a I don't have a problem with the actors in it. I have a problem with the movie itself.
1: So you have a problem with Noah Baumbach?
0: Yes, that's I guess my vendetta. But Laura Dern, always and forever. I will get that <laughs> tattooed on my face. Go for it. Don't dare me. Don't. You know, I'm, I just might do it, guys.
1: Uh, you want to talk about the movie?
0: I guess we should. What are we talking about again? We're talking about Green Room. Oh shit! I love that movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, great. It's great. Uh, yeah. What happens first? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So we have a little punk band, fully indie, very much just like a road punk band.
0: They're so cute. They are. They're the cutest punk band. I They're love adorable,
1: them. They're adorable. But they kick ass. I fucking They're love pretty fucking this, good.
0: I love this punk band.
1: It's funny. I Before we just jump straight into the plot, I'm going to say the realism in terms of How it connects to my life as a young punk is fucking hard. If you're listening and you haven't met me, I was started off in the music industry when I was 14 and playing punk and metal music and hardcore. I was super full of myself, thought I was the dopest thing ever. And that's all I can feel when I watch this movie. There's a little bit of cringe to this for me.
0: I just wore a lot of Hot Topic at that age.
1: So you were Avril Lavigne, got it.
0: Yeah, I tried to skateboard. That didn't work out well.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, we've got our little punk band. Uh, They're so cute. And they are Ooh. in Oregon. They're trying to get back to DC. We see them siphon some gas because someone fell asleep at the wheel. <clears throat> That's a Idiots. real thing. <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Because the touring fucking sucks. Yeah, of course uh, it does. And you it's are exhausting. busting ass to get from gig to gig to gig to gig to gig. Oh yeah. So they meet up with this very prototypical, stereotypical template of a punk kid. Oh yeah, and he wants to interview them for their local college radio station. They are like, yeah, no, we're trying to just get some scratch together to put out a seven seven inch single. Which, oh my god, again, cringe and realism. So he's interviewing them. He kind of sucks because <laughs> he the gig he was supposed to do for them fell the fuck through, and he has them play a lunch spot at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, which fuck like, what that. the fuck yeah. <laughs> Finally, he says, like, oh, he's like, okay, I can script together another gig. Uh, it's kind of out of the way, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. The price is so fucking low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just like, man, I've played that fucking show. Of just, what do you say, like 200 plus doors? Honestly, minus if it was... 200 plus doors minus your tab.
0: Honestly, if it was any other industry, you would just be like, no, I'm not doing another gig. You're paying me for the gig that fell through and I'm leaving.
1: Except music gigs don't work that that's way. what I'm saying <laughs> any other industry though that's yeah. what you
0: would do even yeah but I, mean, I know the music industry doesn't work that way but yeah. I'm just saying that in any other industry that's what you would do and that's why sometimes the music industry sucks because you just waste your time oh it's
1: a miserable place yeah they do the interview there's a thing about how uh, they want to know the you know, Desert Island band you can only listen to this band no That's caveats. a cute little
0: through line in this movie yeah. they kind of like they kind of ask it to a bunch of different people and it's it's kind of cute what people are like coming up with It's like a refocusing thing for the movie yeah Yeah
1: So they're like fuck you we'll take the gig mm-hmm. like they're pissed at him and with fairly like fucking deserving like fuck this dude yeah. he's not a real booker like, yeah. yeah all this shit so it's out in the middle of nowhere it's this kid's cousin and they go out and they see the place and they're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And they can tell that it's like, this is going to suck. And it's a daytime gig. And how
0: do they they misspell the band's name? And I can't Like on the. Oh. It's like the band's name is plural, but they make it singular or something.
1: It's Ain't Rights and they call them the Aren't Rights. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So yeah, the band's name is ain't, The Ain't Rights. And the aren't marquee rights. says Aren't Rights. <laughs> what? Uh, so they're in the green room. They're hanging out for a second. Everybody's being really weird around them. They see a lot of like kind of aggro bald dudes. A few women, but mostly just aggro bald dudes. Mm-hmm. And then they see the Confederate flag in the green room. And they're like, hey, I've got an idea. Anton Yelchin's character is like, yeah, I've got mm-hmm. an idea. They get up on stage and they see the crowd. And he's like, oh, fuck. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Because I've done that too. i have just like oh, I'm going to fuck with these skinheads, and then I see the skinheads, I'm like, mm, maybe I'm not going to fuck with the skinheads.
0: They go through with it.
1: I should make an important point. I do have a friend who's going to get very mad at me if I don't make this distinction. Okay. Skinheads, Nazi punks, not the same thing. There is overlap. I want to be very clear about that. This movie kind of conflates it a little bit, uh-huh. uh, but they are not the same thing, and in fact, a lot of skinheads were the, like, antifa of the punk movement back in the 90s and aughts. Right. So... Nazis have co-opted the skinhead look, but it is not the same thing. Right. There is crossover, but like American History X also makes this mistake of like saying like, "Oh yeah, skinheads Nazis one to one." And it's not true. A lot of skinheads and in fact, like skinhead proper was a movement to police the Nazi presence inside punk.
0: That's well, yeah, that's what I thought. I honestly didn't relate the term skinheads to nazis until very recently yeah so i it's unfortunate that there's overlap because that just causes some serious confusion and nazis love confusion yeah but so that's that's interesting i'm glad you made that point because i i think it's it's a good good educational point for people who don't exactly know that it's important to know just
1: because it's There just shouldn't be a conflation, and I want to shout out the people who definitely protected me at shows who were Mm -hmm. skinheads against Nazi punks, because there were a lot of them when I was playing in Nashville. Like, that was a fucking thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Lost a couple teeth to one of them. Yeah. (laughs) The Nazi, not the skinhead. Um, So I just want to be clear that, like, the good skinheads out there, fuck yeah. Keep stomping.
0: Yeah keep protecting so we're playing the show yes we're playing the show they get
1: up there and alia (laughs) is like dude if you fucking back out i will tell them you're jewish yeah yeah, which i love because uh she's iraqi i think iraqi american Mm -hmm. uh and so like it's nice to see that like okay yeah there's two there's two white kids in this band and those are both played by english actors Mm -hmm. but then um, anton yelchin himself in real life was jewish yeah and alia is mixed
0: It's such a pretty name, Alia.
1: It's a gorgeous name. It's really pretty. Mm -hmm. They're playing the show and they start playing the Dead Kennedys, Nazi punks, fuck off. Yes. So great. People get fucking pissed. Of course. Naturally. Start throwing bottles and shit. They finish it and just keep going. (laughs) They just play the rest of their show. Mm -hmm. They start to go back to the green room, but all their kit is loaded out into the hall, which was, they've been told very explicitly, keep this area clear. So they're like, what the fuck? All of our shit's in here.
0: And they're just like ushering them out. They're like, you yeah. got to go. We got to go on to the next. And then Anton she... forgets her, his phone. No, it's it's, Alia. Okay. What's her character's name?
1: I can't remember. I always forget. But name.
0: so she forgets uh, her phone. So
1: Pat is Anton Yelchin. Sam is Alia. Reese is Joe Cole. And Tiger is Callan Turner.
0: Okay, so Sam. Sam forgets her phone. Yes. But Pat... Anton yeah. Yelchin, and he says, No, I got you. Because right, he's right, right, right by right. the green room. He's like, right. I'll just he's go in the grab back, it. Yeah. And that is when he sees what he shouldn't see. Yes. And that's how the whole movie yeah. is even exists. Yeah. So he sees a girl on the floor who's been like, just basically like Emily. stabbed. Yeah. Emily. She's just like stabbed in the eye. And Emily's friend is just horrified. A little bleach blonde girl is just that's, horrified. And that's
1: Imogen Poots character, yeah. God.
0: Imogen Poots is adorable.
1: Yeah, like we fucking terrifying, her. but like
0: she's the perfect aesthetic though. She's like adorable, but like could buck you up probably. Yes. Like she's got those Spoilers, combat she does. Yeah, she's got those combat boots. She's got that big jacket. She's got that cool bleach blonde hair that's like chunky. With the
1: two with the hair that goes like this.
0: Exactly. the chunky look. Like she's wearing a ponytail, but she like pulled some pieces out. Like it's all it's all very like
1: That was a Scott Pilgrim joke for all of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all like I don't know. It's it's all calculated.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's very it's calculated. It's all
0: calculated, but she's like that, like...
1: Well, and you see that throughout this. That's she's like, the that's punk a punk dream that's girl. That's a cool weird theme throughout this. Yeah. Is that like, oh yeah, everything about them is calculated, except for Anton Yeltsin's character, Pat. Yeah. Everybody else is like, to the T, like, oh, I am this. And yeah. And they just like, it's a... The- their their look is a thesis statement, which is a big thing in in punk music. Yeah. And like, it's a thing that like a lot there's been like a lot of talk about this inside uh like i've had discussions with this with friends of mine who also were like big into punk and like played and were were just big fans of or like ran punk bars and hardcore bars and shit like that everything is calculated
0: my thesis statement in this essay i will is imogen poots (laughs) is the punk dream girl
1: (laughs) of a certain type yeah
0: at least my punk dream girl okay anyway (laughs) next
1: so one of the members of the the Nazi black metal band Calcatcher, who they're opening for, mm-hmm. uh, Worm stabs her in the eye, mm-hmm. stabs Emily in the eye, and we don't know what's going on. But like Imogen Poots' character is freaking out. Anton's like, what? or Pat, I'm just gonna use their actors' names. Anton's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's when everything kicks off, and they they've
0: seen too much, and yeah. now they're stuck in this green room, which already is pretty terrifying. Yeah, nobody wants to be trapped in a green room where they know there are Nazis. No.
1: No, very much not.
0: Like so we're already in a in a situation where our blood pressure has risen. Yeah. And <laughs>
1: it just keeps rising through the rest of the it movie. It just keeps getting worse. Pat starts calling the cops and gets through, but Gabe and Justin, those are the only character names I remember. Justin's the the big dude. What's the fit Eric Edelstein.
0: Is he the he's the one who kind of looks like Hopper? From, yeah, like, a like bigger, but Hopper. like twice the size. Yeah, yeah, twice the size. But he's he in like, a
1: bunch of stuff. He's re- he's a great yeah. little character actor who just shows up places.
0: He even talks like Hopper.
1: Yeah, they have a very similar like intonation, like whole thing. Timbre, Whole all of that. thing.
0: Yeah. He's just like two of him in yeah. one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now he's a Nazi.
0: Yeah.
1: And Gabe seems to be kind of like the bar manager. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of running shit. Yes. But they so they take their phones. They Justin is watching over them. They take Worm outside, they leave the band and Imogen Poots in the green room with the Emily, the dead girl, and Justin to watch over them. Mm-hmm. We've got, uh, what the fuck is his name? Reese is the one who's like talked about how much he did like jujitsu. Yeah. Which is such a funny thing to me. I'm just like, dude, fuck off. No one fucking cares. Yeah. It does come in useful though because he ends up getting Justin to the floor. True. Yeah. And he gets him in a arm block. Yeah, something. he does a
0: little fancy jujitsu move. If for you sure. want to tweet at
1: me or yell at us on Instagram about what the fuck he's doing here, I, I will read it and barely care, but I'll care a little bit about what he's actually doing to him. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to like get hold of everything, they're trying to negotiate. Like there's there's a lot of stuff in here, but it's it's kind of straightforward. Like it's just a long series of negotiations and like yeah. false starts.
0: Yeah, they're just trying to get out at any any turn yeah. in any way.
1: We finally meet Patrick Stewart Darcy. He's the head Nazi. he's running shit. he runs the compound, owns the club, the bar, whatever you want to call it and he's like, okay this 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 this.
0: He's clearly very experienced because when he like when he heard that someone called the cops already, he's like, okay, we need a reason. Yeah, like we need we need a reason for them to come. So like he's he's basically like go go do something bad to someone else. And well, then and we what can... he said was
1: there's been a stabbing. What what Anton Yeltsin says is someone's been yeah. stabbed. So, and so he's
0: he literally tells someone to like stab themselves. It's like
1: we need a couple of true believers.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Which
1: is really funny because it is like we'll get into this, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of levels to Nazi shit, and I'll talk a lot more about that later. But it's very funny to me that like. It's very. The research was fucking done on this film, and I think that's one of my favorite things is that Jeremy Salnier really fucking did his homework.
0: Talked to a couple Nazis.
1: I at least researched them. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly been around some before.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's not an accusation. I want to be very clear about that up front, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. You're not. He's not Ari Aster. You're not accusing him of anything.
1: All right. He's coming up later. Leave him alone for now. <laughs> let, him, let him rest, and then we'll dagger in the heart.
0: That's up to you. I have nothing... I don't have much, as much against him <laughs> as you do,
1: but... Anyway, yeah. So, they overpower Big Justin. Mm-hmm. Take his pistol, take the box cutter, and start negotiating with Darcy. Darcy convinces them that it's going to be okay, and he doesn't see anything. Yeah. And then... Amber, that's Image of Poot's character. She is like, fuck, it's a trap. And he's like, What? And they slam his arm in the door.
0: Oh god. And just start
1: stabbing it with machetes. Oh god. It's a brutal fucking scene. Anton Yelchin is so good in that. Just like there's something about (laughs) someone who can scream so convincingly. Like we have a category for it for like women in horror. scream scream queens queens. yeah but anton yelchin really deserves to be in that category let's ungender scream queens and he just fucking kills it
0: i think he's a scream queen yeah was rest in peace once again Mm. but yeah i i definitely think he's a scream queen i think you can be a scream queen in any any gender expression yeah i'm into it yeah
1: no there was he just like i ever i've seen this movie like four or five times and it just every i thinking about it now like you can see my shoulders are hunched. oh my god
0: no it's <laughs> even when you know it's coming it's just i mean yeah. it's brutal it's a oh, visceral scene yeah
1: It. Whew, sorry
0: <laughs> but go going back just for a second there's before they, oh, they lose the gun yeah yeah before they overtake him he like he says to anton's character he's like what was the name of your last song and then and then he like tells him and he's like, It was hard, man. That's the one I did or two. And I was like, Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, oh gross.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Worm. Worm says that. Yeah. Not Big Just. Yeah, Worm before they take him out of the room. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. I just I
0: just wrote it down in my notes because I was just like, Oh, that's gross that's and so awful. awful and so like uh, such an intimidation tactic. Like it's oh,
1: well, he like thinks he's giving him a compliment too. Like it's just like, that's
0: why it's such like a sleazy line, but yeah. it's great. It works.
1: In the meantime, we've got Darcy has taken control of everything. Well, like right before all this, that's the good backtrack because he gives Worm and Company some bad, some heroin, which we later find out is bad heroin, mm-hmm. like it's laced and intended to kill them. Yeah, we see he calls it a, a phrase that I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna use. Fair and is a is a, a good realistic choice but a questionable choice in a movie with literally zero black people uh-huh. again understandable that like the setting that we're in it makes sense right. it's just it's a it's a point that should be brought up of like oof i get the realism but oof yeah so he's so, given he's given worm and company some bad heroin and sent mm-hmm. them off to hide out so yeah. in air quotes he gets crazy dog dude to go get his attack dogs and yeah starts like laying out like okay no guns only machetes only blunts only or only blades yeah they like have all this like terminology they're like running through it because they've got a plan pat's anton yelchin's arm is in fucking shreds
0: just mangled like it's, oh
1: and cost the makeup work is so well done on that <laughs> no really it is it's it is. really because it like looks like it's falling off
0: yeah oh yeah he's He's oof. in in trouble, oof, 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 oof. and he yeah. I mean, he's just like <laughs> he's like screaming while they're like basically just like duct taping it together because they yeah. don't have any. Yeah, other well, they find like the resources. secret
1: room. They find some duct tape.
0: Yeah, they don't uh, have any like real resources to help him. And yeah, good God, it just and it just keeps getting worse from there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, J- big Justin wakes up again for a second. Reese knocks him out again, and Amber kills his ass with the box cutter. Mm-hmm. So they find the under they find the underground drug lab, but. It's padlocked from the outside. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a thing up, but they can't get through because it's got a big old padlock on it. They get their improvised weapons and they're like, all right, we got to fucking do this. And they do the desert island band thing again. And it's really cute because Amber's like to herself. She goes, Slayer.
0: Madonna. Madonna. I love like, that about her. Again, yeah. dream punk dream girl, like Slayer and Madonna. I love that.
1: I, it's a great combo. Honestly, I would listen to that forever.
0: That's perfect because you've got like, I can see why she chose that. Yeah. You've got your, like, poppy dance music, and then you've got Slayer. Oh,
1: and Madonna fucking bangs, dude. That shit is so good. Every
0: time. Every time. <laughs> like, that is a great choice.
1: Yeah. So they go out into the empty club, and they're like, we're ready. We're ready. Like, someone's got a f- uh, fire extinguisher. Someone's got the box cutter. Someone's got, like... It's not a golf club, but it's like, a, it's it's not a, like, they don't have good weapons.
0: And this is when, this is when they open the door and no one's on the other side, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Com- pl- the cub is com- club is completely empty. Uh, but that's when the dogs attack. Uh, oh, God. Tiger is immediately, like, his throat gets chewed the fuck out.
0: Which is, like, the one, the one time that I'm, like, it's so weird. It's the one time that I have, like, less sympathy for the Dogs than I than I do for the people just because the dogs like they got this shit they're not they're not innocent at all they just go for it and fucking attack yeah.
1: well and it's especially telling that he's such a fucking nerd he commands the dogs in German god fucking fucking dorks Nazis are dorks Tigers immediately gets his throat chewed out by the by the dog Amber and Pat think real fast and throw a microphone on the still live monitors mm-hmm. creating a bunch of feedback which drives the dogs away and. Reese jumps through a window to try and escape and is immediately just fucking hacked to death by machetes. Yeah, that like, shit was nuts. rough.
0: And then it gets worse. That's my <laughs> just, tagline for this movie. Yeah. And then it gets worse.
1: <laughs> so Pat, Amber, Sam, I'll make it back to the green room. They hide out in there. And then Daniel, that's the thats the Nazi who was leaving with Emily.
0: Got it, Daniel.
1: He's like, I want to go in. What? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? They tell him that the band killed Emily. And he's like, I want to fuck them up. So he goes in with a couple other Nazis and he kills the other Nazis that are with him or the one other Nazi that's with him. Yeah. And is like, what the fuck's going on? He sees Emily's or uh, Amber. He's like, what the fuck actually happened here? Who fucking killed them?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're like, Worm, we found them. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck and he, That's when you realize that, oh, he doesn't, want to be a part of this anymore yeah and there's stuff like oh where's his keys his he was he was outside in his his new ride he was so excited about it he was just like warming up the engine but actually he's like ready to fucking go yeah so there's like all this there's this really good like layering in it's very subtle until you like get to the scene you're like oh oh yeah it's great love it yeah but he's like okay cool we're getting out of here darcy has a great it cuts has a great cut to darcy and he goes what are we forgetting yeah, and then it cuts back to them, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna go get this." He gra- goes to grab the shotgun underneath the bar, and immediately has his face blown off.
0: And then it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, after every death, that's that's basically just yeah. what you can assume in this movie.
1: Yeah. So the bartender <laughs> shoots him in the face. The group does manage to kill the bartender and take the shotgun, but then Sam also gets killed by a dog. So that that part made yeah.
0: me really sad. Actually, it really I was sucks. really rooting yeah. for Sam to make it to the end
1: yeah Uh, I really was no 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 no. I'm with you
0: that one like out of all the deaths in this I think really like gutted me because I was I thought that Sam was gonna make it to the end yeah I was making predictions (laughs) 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 I was wrong Uh,
1: so yeah uh Amber gets shot in her leg Mm -hmm. uh but they both she and Pat both get back to the green room he's got the shotgun she and she's got the pistol and they get some more ammo and things like that so then, two more go in while Darcy takes the other bodies in the van's van because they found the keys on Sam. Sam's mm-hmm. one of, that's why they hadn't taken the van yet. They were they wanted to get the keys. Yeah. And there's all this stuff about like, oh, it's later time of death is good. That's why they let Reese just bleed out. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna go off and stage their deaths. So he's like, oh, do we have no trespassing sign? He said we have beware of dogs. Even better, he's gonna go off and like stage the stage why they died. Yeah. And have it be justifiable and all that shit. Totally. Um, Oh, yeah, and then Pat had earlier been telling this. He's, like, l- clearly lost so much blood, and he's just, like, dreamily telling this story before they all go out and die.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, about this stupid bachelor party he went to with Paintball, and it's like, what the fuck is the point of the story? And all of them are just like, dude, what the fuck? We have to get out of here. Shut the fuck up.
0: He's like, sorry, guys, I lost a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're like, what's the point of the story? He goes, what? <laughs>
0: he's like, what was I talking about?
1: So. Yikes. They kind of tell him to fuck off, so they're back in the green room he and amber are like oh we're fucking dead and she's like so what was the end, what was the point of the fucking story he goes oh yeah like full fucking rambo that was the point you got to just be fucking weird that's how we beat the marines which is by going crazy
0: and then it gets worse
1: <laughs> so they shave his head they do paint their faces all fucking weird
0: leave it leave it to punks to just like decide in a time like that like l- Let's just, let's just like, do this. Let's just like paint our faces and shave <laughs> our like. That is really fucking. we are both
1: punk. sober. That's what kills me so much. It's is really that everybody, everybody in this movie is fucking sober except the dude who killed Emily. Yeah. Except for Worm, everybody else is fully sober during like, all of this.
0: Yeah, that is that is so punk. <laughs> We're going to war. Like let's let's shave our heads and paint our faces.
1: Let's <laughs> just do. I mean, like it's just like, it's our only. And I like that it's the sort of backed into the corner thing, but it's such a silly decision. It makes me laugh. It is. It it's feels like... like a it feels like a drunk choice, and it's a sober choice. And I don't know why that's funny to me, but it very much is.
0: Well, yeah, because it's like they're trying to get out of there, and they're they're going to paint their faces instead.
1: Yeah. So they <laughs> set, Darcy sends in this sort of young boy, I think Jonathan. Amber's hiding in the couch. Mm-hmm. Pat is in the drug lab, and. Amber kills Kyle while Jonathan goes down and tries to kill Pat. And there's this really tense scene of like backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, as he is in uh, what we call in baseball, a pickle.
0: A pickle. He's in a pickle. And then (laughs) it gets worse.
1: (laughs) They finally kill Jonathan. Amber is the one who shoots him in the fucking face or the the head. Gabe comes in, sees everybody dead. And he's like, fuck me. Okay. 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 And you think he's going to die right away, but they take him captive. Yes. So, plot twist <laughs> so Gabe is the one who's been running everything um and he he always seems like it's not clear how much of a true believer he is, and mm-hmm. like because he there's a mention of him being like pretty new mm-hmm. to this particular Nazi sect. yeah whatever you want to call it yeah and like pat patrick stewart's like oh yeah when you were still they were they were earning their red laces while you were still handing out leaflets like they did blah 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 blah, blah." so it's clear that he's pretty new but they like him and it seems like he's really trying right he's a weirdly sympathetic character in the movie yeah i don't really feel for him but it kind of feels like he got a little bit wound up in this and i'm happy to welcome anybody back who uh made a mistake and they will not be super trusted but they will be welcome back Right. That's the sympathy I feel for him. It's like, okay, yeah, we should deprogram Nazis. And like, particularly those who like, we'll get to that. I don't have sympathy for Nazis. I have a weird sympathy for this character.
0: That's fair. I mean, it's... We know what,
1: the, you, you know what you're getting into. I, it's, it's complicated. It's kind of a sign <laughs> of a well-written
0: character, honestly. It if is. If you have conflicting feelings about them, I think that's not yeah. a bad thing.
1: They chuck him through the woods and they're like, look... He kind of, like, it has his moment, his, like, sort of... It's not a full redemption moment, but he starts doing some redeeming things. It's mm-hmm. like, look, I'm I'm kind of fucking done with this. I don't need this bullshit. I should just get out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I will help you. I will go call the cops. Yeah. And he does. Oh, there's a through line with a dog that showed up, that, like, ran off and was injured and was going to die. And he should die with meat in his teeth. Fuck off, dork. So, yeah, Gabe goes to the farm. He's going to call the cops. Pat and Amber kill... Clark, the dog dude, and Alan, who I don't really remember, he was one of them, but I don't really remember which one he was. And as Darcy is like trying to sort of run away, but he's been shot already, like in the leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like tries to sneak a revolver out of his bag, and Pat and Amber will just fucking blow him away. <laughs> it's a <clears> great <throat> death scene. Yeah. And so they just end up sitting down. Oh, they see the they see the staged scene. So he's like, Oh, you thought you were gonna like pretend us that you were gonna you, you thought you were gonna like get us for siphoning your gas and trespassing everything. And he's like, you're doing it wrong. I would never do this sloppy of a job. <laughs> and it's just a great line. But yeah, then they just like plop down. Yeah. And there's this like kind of antagonistic moment between the two of them where they're like, they kind of hate each other.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I love that, that like, they're not friends. They're not like no. trauma bonded. They're just like, okay, cool. We're never going to hang out again. Cause I kind of fucking hate you. And I kind of fucking hate you. Yeah. And that's it. That's the movie.
0: Yeah, what's that? Oh, the last line is like he he says what his real desert island. That's band what that's is. The, that's the moment and, I'm talking about. And yeah. she's just like, "Tell it to someone who fucking cares." Yeah, <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. It's uh, great. It's great.
1: Yeah. So yes. tense-ass movie. Uh, yeah. I'm still feeling the tension talking about it, which is, I guess, a testament to how fucking cool it is.
0: Totally, it's got this like gorgeous green hue throughout it, which, which
1: I did not notice until you told me this morning.
0: I know. Hashtag colorblind.
1: It's so um, fun,
0: but. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool choice, I think, even though it's a little bit on the nose, it's, it's still a cool choice. Because the move it gives the movie just kind of like this, like, because green to me is, is a similar color to like, red, in a way, like, like, as far as like, cinematography goes, just because it, it it's kind of got this like, eeriness to it.
1: Yes, I see what you mean.
0: And... I, I think it, it it was a it was a wise choice even though it's on the nose with I, like the, the word literally being in the title. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I did notice that it wasn't in cyan and orange, which is great, yeah. which yeah. is what every movie is in these days and it always just is like blah.
0: Totally. I yeah, <clears throat> I liked the green hue.
1: So yeah, that I think that's dope even though I, I couldn't see it, I did notice that it wasn't in cyan and orange and so that's yeah. like okay, cool because it had like this crisp crispness to it. Yeah. Um but a warmth, which I really liked. Yeah, it's funny because I was gonna say like I don't really give a shit about the cinematography in this movie. I think it's fine; it does a job, but it's not like yeah. it's not something I notice. Like, there's not I you know usually when you, you when you ever you sit next to me during a movie, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that shot! Like we just watched the thing the other day. Yeah, and I was talking about how fucking great some of the shots are in that. Yeah, and just how well done it is, not just in the writing but in how it's shot.
0: Well, in this movie, it kind of would. It it kind of wouldn't make sense for there to be, I mean, good shots are good shots, but like, yeah.
1: And you can get them in any, in any type of movie.
0: Well, when we're, when we have a movie like this, when there's, where there's no, there's no symbolism, it's literally just a straightforward life or death situation movie.
1: I mean, there's a little symbolism, but yeah.
0: It's like, if you had like, it kind of, I think it would kind of distract. Maybe you can have, I don't know. I don't. know, I guess maybe I'm of two minds with it because beautiful cinematography should always have you know a place
1: yeah. or whatever. But and I like don't the,
0: think I I didn't I I didn't feel like it was missing in this movie. Yeah, I guess is what I'm getting. No, at. and
1: I I didn't miss it. I'm saying like I could see where I like where I would do some cool shit with this or like okay we could like throw this in just to throw it in. Like, right. There were it's 95 minutes. Like there was room for. I think a they also the just shots.
0: didn't. I think they probably just also didn't want to make it like.
1: They don't want to distract look, from the story, yeah. Well,
0: like, look too polished in any way. Mm-hmm. No, you and know? it shouldn't feel that way, and I get because that. Because it is, it's rough. It's not even just rough around the edges. It's just rough. Yeah. And, like, I think they probably didn't want any confusion from that.
1: I think what surprised me about the fact that I didn't, have any moments where i loved the cinematography in this movie is because i remember seeing the poster and like stills from it and they look fucking gorgeous
0: right I got there was you. like the
1: promotional material suggested that this was a much prettier movie than it was going to be yeah uh which is fine again i don't think it should be pretty i just was i was surprised that there weren't as many like interesting shots you yeah. know what i mean but that's okay uh yeah so i kind of want to talk about the genre of the movie a little bit because we haven't we've only done one other movie in the uh no i guess two other movies in the Spain. Uh,
0: Midsummer and Rosemary's Baby and Rosemary's Baby
1: because it's yeah it's a cult horror movie yeah but this one is the most straightforward iteration of that totally I think it's
0: I think it's because we all are very also like one reason is because we're all very familiar with with Nazis
1: I would disagree that we're we're all very just because there's a lot of people who deny the existence of them or say that they're not that bad or a certain person in a very high position of power who says there are good people on both sides and things like that.
0: Yeah, I I get that. I guess I'm just like, if you if you were like comparing comparing it to Midsummer you go into that movie, I mean, maybe you've, maybe you know about um, these things that go on right. in Sweden. But, like, you say Nazis and people instantly have a picture of them yes. in their mind. Yes, Whether it's truthful or, you know, convoluted with, you know, some mm-hmm. sort of propaganda, who knows? I don't know. But instantly when you say the word Nazi, someone has a picture of that.
1: Yes, I, I see what you mean.
0: And I think that's what makes it feel straightforward.
1: It is. It's also something that I think is really cool and I think kind of brave of them to do. So mm. I'm going to pick on Ari Aster again. Sound the <laughs> fucking alarm.
0: Skip forward if you're tired of this. You should be. <laughs>
1: I am. I just... If he would make better things, I would talk about it less or give him less shit. So... And this is not just this is not just him. This is, this is the genre of cult horror in general. Yeah. One of the staples of it is that it is out in the middle of nowhere, which this does achieve. And that's yes. why it's kind of weird for me to call Rosemary's Baby a cult horror movie, even though it literally is. Uh, it's because it's in the middle of New York City. Yeah. Which is a reason why it's great as a iteration of that genre. Totally, that's such a cool take not on it. Fully, on yeah. The, it's not sh- straightforward in that term.
0: Midsummer <sighs> is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And which inherently makes it horrifying, and that's also what is inherently horrifying about this. And that's mm-hmm. what's cool. That's what is cool. Like you were saying about Rosemary's Baby, is that nobody believes her. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, does it even matter if you're in the middle of nowhere? Because if you had someone to tell, would they even fucking believe you?
1: She's essentially isolated without being literally isolated.
0: Yeah. I mean, and she I is think, literally
1: isolated at points, but I, you know what yeah. I mean. Like there, she could leave the apartment and escape. I think that's, speaking.
0: I think that's what like, I think it's just another layer of why I love Rosemary's baby. But anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, she has a psychological isolation, not a physical isolation oh, for the most part. It it
0: tells us a lot about, it informs us a lot about the genre. And I think that's just really cool.
1: So here's another cool thing about this movie, though. One of the big things is there's always sort of an exploitative aspect to cult horror. Where it's exploiting either, either it's exploiting like uh, a stereotype. Yeah. So like creepy cultists in the woods is a thing. And like of, of a culture, because you don't know much about it, because they're Swedish and they're off and they're countryside place they're inherently creepy yes that's a little fucked up
0: no it totally is
1: this isn't this is something that we all almost all agree is a group of bad people that we are familiar with and who identify with an ideology that is that the most of the world seventy years ago that said, caused a fuck, mass
0: yes. that caused a mass genocide. I think that's what I was getting at mm-hmm. earlier when I was saying like we all have a very clear picture. Yes, you know you know more about you know more about this than I do. Well, the
1: present day ones, yeah.
0: The present day ones, yes. But I think everyone in America has that immediate like, oh yeah, Nazis are bad. Mostly. I, I mean, yes, a, there are terrible people still out there. most of us there, do.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of this. Like, the New York Times keeps, like, yeah, trying to sympathize Nazis. They're like, they're just like us. I'm like, no, they're fucking not. They're fucking Nazis. Yeah. So this movie does a great job in 2015. This is before the election. This is before mm-hmm. everything. But what, what Jeremy Saulnier did was he looked at what was going on. So there's a lot of really cool stuff here that I sort of want to point out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a little thing on why this movie is great and brave for being set... In present day, in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, and talking about how shitty and dorky Nazis are. Yeah. Present day, like neo-Nazis, right? So dope that he said it in Oregon. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of them are. Yes. Um, in fact, Oregon was founded as a black exclusionist state. It was supposed to be a whites-only paradise. Mm-hmm. And I, I will put this in our show description so you can find the links to it. But there's some really great research from some wonderful journalists where you can read or listen to more about this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for all of you to like kind of if you aren't familiar with what's going on on the far right, uh, it's important to know who these people are and what they are and how mm-hmm. to look out for their bullshit.
0: It's the stuff that you won't learn in school. They do not teach it in history. (laughs) That's for fucking sure.
1: So yeah, it's really dope that he sets it in Oregon because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this bullshit out there. Um, In fact, it's why several journalists that I follow have moved to Portland from other major cities Mm -hmm. so they can be around, they can be on the ground and investigating and trying to keep tabs on these assholes. Right. Uh, Two, I love that they're fucking dorks. He doesn't make them look cool. Yeah. Like there's a little, he makes them look scary but he doesn't make them look cool. He ridic- yeah. he's it's very very subtle. But if you know what you're looking at, you can say, "Oh, he's making fun of these Nazis." Yeah. All of the structure, all of the pretense, all of the red laces only. Like he pulls a Patrick Stewart at one point pulls a fucking like brand new set of like cheap ass red laces out of his fucking safe. Yeah. A fucking safe. Yeah. They are.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, the fact I think, that
1: the fucking dog trainer trains his dogs in Germany goes Voss, 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 means bite.
0: Yeah, and I think if if it wasn't if it didn't take that uh, much of a ridiculous take, then the, this movie's message would be a, a lot murkier. L- a lot murkier, and I would I would be questioning. A lot of things, yeah. but the fact that uh, they are being essentially made fun of is is kind yeah. of it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's fun to pick that out because I don't think I don't think that um, even on the first go, even even as someone who watches a lot of these films and stuff, I don't think that it's something that you would essentially catch. It's like a second or third watch yeah. that you would maybe catch, like oh, he has red laces in a fucking safe. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and all of it, yeah.
1: And it's like the there's lines about like the true believers and things like that and how most of these people don't aren't truly like they don't buy into the bullshit that they're selling yeah they just know how to run shit they're grifters Mm -hmm. they believe some of what they're saying they do hate everyone who's not you know Aryan. right but they aren't like patrick stewart's character doesn't believe like the kids who get stabbed believe yeah or the kids who go in and die believe or like the dog trainer believes he's just there to run shit because he's good at it. He's a fucking grifter, and that's a great. That's another great point. That's very subtle in this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care about the Nazi shit. He does. He believes it, but it's not the main thing for him.
0: Yeah, it's also. I mean,
1: you see this in guys like with Joey Gibson from Patriot Prayer and shit like that. I don't really yeah, want to name well, him and all that, but like he's an asshole.
0: I think. I think certain um, certain personalities. See, see a place of power and they want mm-hmm. that and it doesn't kind of matter the ideology behind it. They're just, they're, they crave the power. Yeah. And they see that they can like overtake this, you know, the whole community and they do it.
1: Yeah. And they prey on these, like Gabe's character. When I say he's kind of sympathetic, it's that he was clearly radicalized, probably in the storyline of this movie, although it's not explicit online mm-hmm. uh, or at punk shows or things like that and you know it's nazis have all these stupid tactics they're actually pretty fucking smart the way they do shit because they do things through humor and they're like oh yeah we're not we're just kidding uh but the thing that i love about this movie most is that it does speak truth to power and that nazis have to look cool fascists have to look cool mm-hmm. that's like their, the the thing that would kill them most other than you know literally is to look like a fucking asshole yeah. That's why like the milk, like milkshaking people is such a great thing to do. Don't it. I, you should punch Nazis, but like there's an qu- open question because it makes blood makes them look cool. Milkshakes and milkshakes make them look like assholes. Yeah, I get um, that. And so it's a, it's a great way to use humiliation. Yeah. To take them down a fucking pig as opposed to like they don't get to fight and look cool. Like most of the Nazis don't die in cool ways. Yeah. They're just sort of like offed. Yeah. And I think that's great.
0: Yeah, like no, Darcy doesn't
1: get to look cool when he dies. He's trying to, and he just gets shot in the fucking face.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I, and I think that's great. Um, that's great commentary mm-hmm. about about Nazis and everything. So this whole movie, I, I kept saying, and it gets worse. Um, <laughs> take a shot. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! It it's, is
1: one in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> it's uh. So it's it's this whole movie is like nightmare logic.
1: I love that. Yeah, you play like, it out, and I love that.
0: It's all. It's You know, we've all had those nightmares where Mm -hmm. just crazy shit happens and it only gets weirder and it only gets worse. yeah And you think in this movie the whole time, you're like, you know, most horror films have deaths. And usually, you know, in some of the campier ones, everyone dies. And, you know, like all this stuff. But in this movie, truly when you think it can't get worse, it does. And the deaths just get more brutal. They get quicker. Mm -hmm. They get, like, just more... More painful. More painful. They get like... And which is also interesting because another point that I wanted to make because, uh, again, me being an actor, I'm really looking at characters when I watch films. Like that's kind of the number one thing that I end up looking at. And a lot of... um, Most of the time in... I run into this with action films a lot where I'm like, I don't care who dies because I don't care about these characters because there was no effort put in to give me a backstory to give me any reason to care if these people die or if anything bad happens to them. For sure. And what's was interesting to me um, about this movie and was just a little maybe a little bit of like a growth moment for me was that. You don't have any backstory for these characters. Really, it's a risky no. move. It's a risky move, especially for, for someone who views movies in the same way that I do. Um, but it seems intentional. Like maybe if you did know about these char- more about these characters, it probably it might make you care about them less. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it seems intentional. So it works. And
1: like the little bits of Reese that we know actually make me. You're kind like, of eh. like, <laughs> yeah,
0: so so um, I think it works because it's ordinary people yeah. beating extraordinary odds. And I think that that inherently makes you root for them, whether you know, you know, who they are or not, mm-hmm. which was one reason why I walked away from this movie like, oh, my God, like I re- like I loved that because it kind of changed how I can look at films in a way. Um, it doesn't have to be character driven all the time. Sometimes it can just be like, you know, again, ordinary people beating extraordinary odds. And that's why you root for them. Yes. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool, cool for me. Um, and then spinning off of that too, there are no heroes in this movie.
1: Yeah. You said that, uh, i want to, I want to hear you say more about that.
0: So, so it's just people fighting for their lives. Right, they're not fi- they're not fighting for anything else, mm-hmm. and of obviously you should fight for your life. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but no, but they're but not part of a cause. Yeah, they don't have. They're just fighting for the for their lives. So I I think everyone in this movie is a non villain, but there there are no heroes. You mean the the protagonist? The protagonist, yeah. yeah. No, obviously <laughs> Nazis are villains. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah, um, and yeah, there are only. The protagonists are non-villains because Nazis are inherently worse than punks. Yeah. Obviously, we all can agree with that or, you know, the majority of people. And yeah, so I, I just think because we're not, they're not fighting for anything of for the greater good. They're just fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. They're not saving anything. No. They might help each other out, but really they're fighting for their own individual life. And so they they aren't heroes. They're no, just that. they're not
1: anti fascists. They're just yeah. in the middle. They're neutral.
0: They're just in a situation that they never wanted to be in. Obviously, yeah. but they were still and willing
1: to play a Nazi punk bar for some cash. And yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get the I get the inclination of the 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 motivation to be like, fuck it, dude. I gotta pay my fucking rent. Yeah, I've done some sketchy shit to pay my rent, but like, yeah.
0: So that's what I mean about there are no there are no heroes in this yeah. movie.
1: They're still willing to compromise morally for the paycheck. Yes. I think that's a really cool way to put that. Yeah. Uh, It's funny, too, because, like, it does point to... There are some criticisms that I think are fair of the punk world at large Mm -hmm. in this. Uh, Like, I talked earlier about the, you know... or We both said something like the very intentionally crafted looks Mm -hmm. of everyone except Pat, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Um, But what I love is that everybody's so fucking neutral. All the, all the protagonist characters are so fucking neutral. Like Mm -hmm. Emily, who we're supposed to care about because she was quote unquote innocent, was still dating a Nazi. And even though, yes, she was a part of like trying to get him out of it. She was Mm -hmm. also selling heroin. Like, yeah. And again, she's selling heroin to Nazis and it'll kill them. And I think that's a good thing. Like it's, it's, it's a brute force, like broad spectrum, uh, consequentially, consequentialist a good thing but because like in the end nazis die but you're right yeah there's every character that's not a nazi is morally gray and even some of the nazis are morally gray Mm -hmm. they've like pushed like i think gabe and um daniel pushed themselves they're still net negative yeah, but which, they push themselves up above the rest of them, which
0: again, ties. Which is why I think
1: that they are. I'm really using this word fast and loose, and I don't love that I'm doing that, but sympathetic characters. Yeah, they're not fully sympathetic, but I feel some sympathy for them and that, you know, Gabe doesn't seem to be a quote unquote true believer. He just is like sucked in. Yeah. Which does happen. Of uh, cu- yeah.
0: It, it's, every... it's stupid
1: that it does and you should be paying the fuck attention <laughs> and maybe yeah. not literally associate with people who fly Confederate battle flags and swastikas. And iron crosses, but yeah, he's at least by the end like fuck this, I'm out.
0: Yeah, and I think I think all of this ties back into the like no backstory, but somehow we we do care if you know our all
1: implied backstory, I think.
0: Right, but but it's not explicit, and um, it ties back into like we somehow do care. That these non-villains yeah. get out safe, right. you know. Like I was, like I said, I was rooting for Sam the whole time because I had made, I had made a prediction that um, Sam was going to make it through.
1: Well, and oh yeah, <sighs> oh yeah, Shakhovskaya it's so fucking endearing.
0: Yeah, I, it's
1: funny. I usually find Anton Yelchin that way. I don't in this movie.
0: He's kind of whiny to me. He's yeah. Well, and, this. And so
1: this is what I what I need to get into is that the, this nihilism of the punk movement. Yeah. there's a lot of that of just like nothing matters. Fuck everything let's just be punks and he's
0: very broody and i'm just yeah. like all right <laughs> well, he,
1: he's broody in a way that he doesn't give a shit yeah like he just doesn't have anything that he cares about or lives for he has no cause other than yeah. like let's just play this music
0: yeah um and I mean, there's, oh sorry it's it's also just funny it's also just funny to me this is kind of a, like a sidebar side note. Mm-hmm. but it's just funny to me how in so many horror films and this one is not there no exception, somehow like pe- like nobody has a cell phone either they don't have service, it's dead <laughs> or it's, or like one of the Nazis has taken it and it's just like
1: they at least gave. They, I like the, in this movie that it's not as bad as the other ones.
0: It's just funny to me how it's yeah. like, how how the horror genre is trying to get around that because obviously in, you know, before cell phones were such a huge thing, yeah. it, it was easy to... It was easier to have like when someone's in, you know, a, in a captive like, you know, situation yeah. to be like, oh my God, that's horrifying. But nowadays it's like, um... My Uber's here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, it's interesting how how we have to work around that as like writers and, you know, directors and everything. We're like, like I always say, Google would have really helped this bitch out. But we're yeah. having to, we're having to figure that out where uh, the Nazis have to steal the phone or mm-hmm. it's just miraculously like dead or or they're underground. So they don't have service. Yeah. You know, I mean, at
1: least in this one, they the, the workaround does work. It yeah. works the best for me out of any of the most of the ones I've seen.
0: It's just something that I've been watching because yeah. I know that as technology only, you know, no, it's keeps... important to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's funny when they have to like. I think that's why we've been to sort of broaden out the spectrum, the, the sort of uh, uh, to broaden out the s- scope of this conversation a little bit. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we're seeing a lot more supernatural movies now, mm-hmm. and I think it's because. We're having to work right around technology. Yeah, like it's hard to write this. That, that, I think that's why this movie is such an achievement of writing. Is because it manages to work around it in a way that I was didn't even think. I was like, of course, why wouldn't they take the fucking phone? And he gets the call off to the cops. Yeah, he creates a problem for them that they were just able to handle.
0: Yeah, no, that is that is actually a really um, believable part. Yeah. Where like usually. Usually we've seen, you know, like in, in the 90s where everyone had, you know, the house phones mm-hmm. that are connected to the wall. You've got yeah. the, like, the cord gets clipped. Yeah. Or, you know, someone presses the button that hangs yeah. it up. Or, you know, you that was our workaround for that. And mm-hmm. the, the call never got through. Or but, the call
1: came from inside the house. Ooh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and... And, and in this one, this is our workaround where, like, you know, obviously, like, they're not idiots. They they know that everyone yeah. these days have, you know, a, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, give me your fucking phone.
1: And that's why I thought it was interesting. And, in, you know, it, never mind. I'm not going to bring it up Midsummer again. It's just dumb that they don't have service out there. Yeah. So I think that's, like, why we've seen a lot of these more supernatural ones lately, too, mm-hmm. though. Because, like, look at same year, uh, The vavitch
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: A couple years later, we have what we're going to talk about soon, Um it comes at night. It's set, yeah. ap- it's set in post-apocalyptic yeah. worlds. Babadook, present day, but supernatural. Yeah. That's true. It follows, is set in like a weird place outside of time. And it's, again, like supernatural. It doesn't matter. Like the cell phone yeah. doesn't fix anything. Yeah. Like they, they, people have been writing around it by just saying, well, it doesn't fucking matter if they have a cell phone because it's not the, it, it's not. A thing that could solve the problem that we've created,
0: right? And then another um, another side of that is I could it, just where I could see it going in the future mm-hmm. is I could see us having a lot more comedic horror films, kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. But like something like that where like the cell phones become like a center of just like hilarity. Right. You know, like where it, it, it just kind pointing of becomes... trope more
1: than... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of pointing and laughing at like, this is where we are now. Mm-hmm. Like horror films, we're having to kind of switch it around because technology is just getting ahead of us, sort yeah. of. And so I would be... I would not be surprised if we get kind of like a comedic look at that yeah. at some point in the future.
1: That's why I think it's funny because like... Pretty soon, you're not going to be able to use the "I don't have service" thing at all. Yeah, believably.
0: yeah, because especially we're... if it's set
1: in any like Western country, mm-hmm. uh, because like 5G is coming and it's fast. Yeah, and that spreads coverage so much further. Yeah, that I think it's I think that's a very interesting thing that people we are going to have to work around. We might I'm excited, have to take, to take it like
0: that. we might have to take it like way underground. We might see a horror film like on the rails, you know, yeah. like subway or something, yeah. you know, because. Like, in between stops. hmm
1: 200 <laughs> feet under the ground on the B train. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Because it, that's that would really be the only time that you wouldn't have service, mm-hmm. especially in the coming years.
1: I mean, that's definitely, like, that stuff that I've written, too. Like, that was one of the big things. Yeah. In a story I wrote a couple of years ago was that, like, yeah, he was stuck between... The main character was stuck between stations. Yeah. I think that's literally what I called that part. Yeah, between stations. And it's that, like...
0: It's a good angle it's because... It's both
1: things. It's that he's... It's supernatural and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to talk about my writing too much on this podcast, but...
0: It's a good angle because it is it it causes instant anxiety. I think yeah. with people today is yeah. I think I think the not having service thing instantly spikes people's blood pressure. So yeah. it's it's always a good tactic to Does use. Does mine in real life. Well, yeah, because we have all been in that situation where we're trying to contact someone Almost definitely or we think of or we think about like, you know, what if something bad happened? And mm-hmm. I you know, like my my phone's dead and I'm walking home late at night and Oof. I can't call a cab You know, yeah, yeah, like no, it, no, no, it's no. that whole like <laughs> you start getting in your head sort of thing. So yeah. it's instant But anyway, I think I did you have anything else you wanted to really I think touch that's, on? that's
1: kind of great I think, that, I think we've really done what we've done yeah. um I, I love this movie. I definitely have some issues with it. Like again, I think the cinematography could have been more interesting and things yeah. like that. And it wouldn't have done been a disservice to this movie. I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad about it, but it could have been more. It's that sort of feeling. Gotcha. But that being said, I, I fully recommend this movie. It's been one of my favorites for the past few years.
0: It's pretty thrilling. Like you, yeah. once you're in, you're in. It's it's pretty easy. I, it's obviously like gory but it's yeah. but it's easy it's easy to really get into like i was i was mm-hmm. really pleased with it um i wasn't bored at any point no. there there is no downtime it's a very tight movie yeah so i re- i highly recommend it if you just want like a a a good uh pretty quick movie too like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not very long it gets to the point it's very and in the commentary on the nazis is very cool and yeah. it, and it's something that you can really like you know pay attention to and i think it's a good point that they do like they really they make fun of them it's like it's it's a farce of like just kind of everything that they've always been about so it's it's a really it's a really good movie highly recommend let us know what you think about it we're always open to hearing opinions uh especially if they don't even if they don't align with ours we would love to hear yeah
1: um i also just want to do really quick just name a couple of the journalists uh like i said i'm gonna drop more into the footnotes for this episode yeah uh, because i think that's an important thing to do but First and foremost, Robert Evans, who I've mentioned before Mm -hmm. on this podcast, but he is a fantastic journalist. He may call himself a hack and a fraud, but he's incredible at what he does, and Mm -hmm. he has a great eye on what's going on here. And he has a a few different episodes of uh, his different podcasts that go into the history of uh, neo-Nazis and fascism in America. Uh, As of today, he actually just dropped a great one. Jake Hanrahan is a British journalist Mm -hmm. who focuses on a lot of the middle east but also focuses on right-wing movements in the uk mm-hmm. and then jared holt who runs right-wing watch along with several other great journalists and just the uh, that site and journalistic collective Cat are all great things to listen to listen to read etc if yeah. you want to if you do want to know more about this and you should because it's a it's a big fucking issue that's my preachy bit
0: i love it and we will we will uh, link those things in yeah, the description. Yeah, I'll and, a couple links, yeah. Yeah, for you guys to um, do a little bit of research. So you know where to find us, Horror Babes Podcast on Instagram. And that's our website, horrorbabespodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, Twitter, we're Horror Babes Pod. Yep. So yeah. Bye, babes. Bye.